A Focus Summary of Act 3 of The Romantics Scene 1 As Act 3 opens, a mason is at work on the wall, while Pascano and Bergamon each sit on their own sides, rapturous over the rebuilding. But not a moment later, Bergamon starts making small talk, and Pascano invites him over to play a game. Without the wall, they couldn't want to see each other. With it, they do. Scene 2 After they depart, the mason turns to us dramatically and reveals his identity. It is Straffarel who tells us of his scheme. Personae, he says, will be taught a lesson by real life and return trailing his wing. It is his job to cure Sylvette of her naive romanticism. At her approach, he takes a letter from his pocket, slips it into a hollow tree, and hides. Sylvette has come expressly to see whether there is a new letter from her secret lover. She is delighted to discover there is, and she vows aloud that if Personae is going to go off seeking adventures, she will experience life too. She expresses yearning for her unknown admirer to appear. So, he does, and she screams and calls for help from Personae. Straffarel then employs all his arts to play the role of the melodramatic lover. He says he is not the mason, but a marquis in disguise, who has come like some errant knight to whisk her away on a romantic adventure. He claims he learned her history from Straffarel, and when he discovered how Straffarel had basely deceived her, he killed him. He says they will fly away together, evade her father's pursuit, bear their brows to the rain, dress in serge and sackcloth, live a penniless existence, eat bread moistened by tears, and sleep in a tent or under the stars, while she tries persistently to interject objections, which he utterly ignores. At his final declaration that if she breaks their bond, jealousy will drive him to massacre her, she quakes in fear and he stops to ask the meaning of her manner. Is she, he demands, an ordinary bread-and-butter miss? Then he brushes her fears aside, promises to return soon and throw her across his saddle, and says thereafter they will exist soul to soul forever. Sylvette whimpers, forever, and then swoons. Straffarel says aside that now Personae can return. Scene 3. Opening her eyes and finding herself alone, Sylvette can reflect on all that has just happened. She decides she is a bread-and-butter miss. She would rather be a sweet young girl than a storybook romantic. Scene 4. Just then, Personae appears in rags, his arm hanging limply at his side, reflecting aloud that those wild adventures were not the least amusing. Sylvette is torn between resentment that he left her and concern that he is wounded. She interrogates him about his experiences, and he confesses how really unromantic they all were. He tells her that he learned he had gone off in search of what he left behind. She reminds him that their love was all a lie, and that their fathers had played them like puppets. Personae protests that though the stage might have been mimic, the love they shared was real. She sees his point, but she cannot bear the thought that their love was not illicit and the abduction was not real. 
Person A argues that since she thought their love forbidden, and since she felt real fear, it amounts to the same thing. He reminds her that much of the romance of that night, the spring air, the rose trees, the gray mists, the stars, were not the work of Straffarel, and it was in those elements that all the magic really lay. Sylvette's resistance is worn down, and she sheds a tear. Then Persnay tells her in earnest, simple tones how much he truly loves her, and inspired by the touch of her veil, he composes a spontaneous and heartfelt poem. She is touched, and together they realize that poetry is found not in grand adventures, but in the hearts of lovers. They need not have sought it elsewhere, because they always had it here. Scene 5 Straffarel, in the company of the two fathers, bursts upon the scene, declares them re-betrothed, and demands payment of his bill. Sylvette recognizes his voice, and he tells her how he saved her from the hardships of a real adventure by mocking one up for her himself. When Personay asks what this is all about, she deflects his questions with a proclamation of her love. Pascano and Bergamon call again for the wall to be taken down, but Straffarel insists it is indispensable. The play closes with a rondelle, recapitulating all the adventures just lived by these romantics. Scene 8. The characters then converge in a chaotic scene that was to have been a wedding. Sylvette is saying she will not marry, Bergamon is chasing away the notary and violins, and Straffarel is demanding payment of his bill. 
when Straffarel reminds them of their promise to pay for an abduction to secure betrothal, Bergamon realizes he has an out, because the lovers are unbetrothed. Neither he nor Pascano will agree to pay a penny. Blaze enters and whispers to Bergamon that his son is gone. Bergamon calls to the crowd to stop his son, and he goes off, followed by the wedding guests, leaving Sylvette alone and furious that her lover had the heart to leave her. Straffarel observes all this and schemes a way to earn the money owed him by straightening out this lover's quarrel.